All right, we are back with episode two of the lunch table. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get in with it. Um, obviously, we've seen what happened with Tua and the doctor. Yes, he's an independent doctor, not directly through the Dolphins organization. And they're kind of just throwing all the blame on him. Do you guys believe that he is a sole responsible party? And do you think that he should be taking all the fall? Obviously, the Dolphins didn't pay enough attention. Do we think that there should be any punishment for the Dolphins and the way they handled that situation? I don't know. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. I don't think it's fair to blame the doctor all the way. I think he's probably pressured into making that decision. You know, he was, uh, he could have been fired, you know, if he didn't clear him. In all honesty, I think a lot of people are forgetting that, like, he is playing football, you know? It sucks that, like, he got hurt. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, he was playing football. He understands, you know? He's not Ben Roethlisberger. He's Cam Newton. He's not six foot five. He's not huge. And I guess he, you got to assume the risks. And ultimately, he, he could have said no. Um, I know it's hard when you're in that position to say no when the doctor tells you you're good to go. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. hard to just say it's the doctor's fault and, right. and nobody yeah. else. And, and there's, and there's got to be some point where Tua is responsible for as well. You know, he obviously knows he's not perfect. Why would you put yourself, you know, because everyone knows you could fake, you could fake symptoms like that. Well, yeah. Fake being fine. You know, when he got hurt, when he got hurt the week before, he said it was his ankle and his back. Yeah, you know, he, he wasn't was honest. He, he didn't say it was his head. That's not the doctor's fault. Right. That's, that's nobody's right. fault but to us. They were making it. They were making it seem like a like a back and neck injury. I mean, and that's what they. And you know, a back and neck injury too can lead to you know concussions and yeah, that whole situation is just kind of a kind of a disaster. Yeah, it was. It's kind of touch and go. I mean. I guess we'll see what comes out this week about it. Uh, I, I guess they're doing an investigation. Maybe we'll have an answer. I, I don't think we'll see Tua back for a few weeks. It's really going to hurt the Dolphins, but you know it is what it is. A lot of teams are dealing with that stuff right now. And speaking of dealing with quarterback issues, let's go ahead and hop into uh, the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, the yeah, boy baby. from Pittsburgh, trotting out so, on the field in the second half. How are we feeling? I was I was happy to see him show up. I do feel I'm I'm not gonna lie, I feel a little bit bad for Mr. Trubisky, you know. But at the end of the day, like he knows what type of quarterback he is. He he knows that he uh he wasn't the longtime guy there, and um he yeah, I'm sure role. he like he would have he would have liked to to be you know the starter longer. But at the end of the day, he kind of sucked it up out there. I think he knew that he coming into the role, he was the transition guy. Well, yeah, he wasn't gonna be you know the starter next year. He, they're just trying to get through this year and. You know, with that offense just not moving the ball at all, Tomlin can't just sit there and just take that, you know, every single game with him behind the helm. It's just well, not, it's not going to go yeah, well. Not it's hard to. When he, when he, yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I was, I was going to say, it's, it's hard too to fill. I mean, you have a, you've had a franchise quarterback since God knows when with Big Ben, you know, and it's, it's tough to fill those shoes. I think, I mean, other teams are kind of struggling with that too. You know, I mean, Patriots, not to keep bringing up the Patriots, but you got Mac Jones. Um, granted he didn't play this week, but you know, with losing these franchise quarterbacks, a lot of these teams are kind of struggling, just, you know, I think it's kind of just a sort of a, a waiting game to see who's really going to step up and kind of fill that void and be that next franchise quarterback. Right. Right. And another one of those teams, my beloved Browns, you know, Jacoby Brissett yeah, filling, exactly. in for, filling in for Deshaun who's suspended for reasons we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's tough when you have a mediocre quarterback who is a game manager to win football games when you're behind. If your nope. defense isn't playing well, then it's tough. Yeah, you can run the ball as much as you want, but when you're in the NFL, you have to be able to throw the ball down the field and hit the shots that you should be taking, uh, not force balls and 
to double coverage like he did today. But, you know, that being said, I, I feel like that he did the best that he could. But, you know, sometimes the best is not going to get it done in the NFL. Killian, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I'm so I just because I know a couple of days ago you were saying that he was good enough to get the Browns, you know, to a playoff contention um, until Deshaun gets back. Yeah, I, so, I, I, uh, I do. I do think that he's good enough. C-A-P. But, you know, he made a mistake today, and I think he knows it. I mean, he's played a great four games for a backup quarterback. I think he's done better than most starting quarterbacks who planned on being starters all year. You got to think he did the same thing when Tom got injured on the Patriots. He stepped yeah. in for, yeah. was it, three game, or two or three games he played? Yeah. He stepped he, in and he, he played well for terrific. Miami last year. He, I mean, he didn't play bad. Um, right. He didn't play bad for the Colts either. I mean, Jacoby, he's, they know what they're getting out of Jacoby. Um, they're getting the guy who's going to make the easy throws, not the tough throws down the field. I will say, you know, out of a lot of the backups in the NFL, I would take Jacoby over most of them, you know, yeah, I mean, to, he has to fill that void. Absolutely. Right. 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 Yeah, he has the experience. It's just, just got to win those big games in those situations. Um, so obviously we've watched a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers in the past three games. And now he's having another rough one tonight. That's what she said. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers this year. Losing his star wide receiver, not having a tight end to throw to, no big receiver. You know, it, it's just, it's tough for him. You guys have any thoughts on that, Jaron? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's, what's been going on. It's been a weird NFL season all around, I feel like, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a rough start last year as well. Um, yeah, he still went on to win the MVP. Um, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of with a lot of the athletes, though, that go and have like these, I'm not going to say like awakenings, but like all these people that, you know, all these athletes like Kyrie, for example, uh, I guess that actually might be a bad example. But like, I don't know, just some of these like athletes that have like these awakenings and they come back and play. And I feel like they just always do worse than than before. And I, I feel like that trend is kind of happening with Aaron Rodgers. If you guys kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, I mean, it could be age. I mean, that, that's a factor too, because I mean, he's not getting any younger. It's the same thing with Brady. I mean, they're both having pretty down years considering the typical quarterbacks, you know, that they are, which it's just shocking to me because I, I never expected, you know, four games in that he'd be playing the way he is right now. And it, it could be one of those things where like some of these guys who are such big time veterans and they're not playing any preseason football, you know, it, you don't get that preparedness in practice. You know, it's not, you're not getting hit. You're not worried about someone coming to hit you. These guys in the NFL, like they're whole ass men, you know, they are trying to hurt you every single play you step on the field. When you get older, you know, your reaction time gets slower. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says, you know, it just happens with age. You're, you're not as strong as you were. You're, yeah. You can work out as much as you want and have the, all the experience in the world, but you know, arm strength, you know, agility, everything's going to go downhill. But I think that's enough of the NFL talk. Let's go ahead and flip back over to college football. So we had Georgia last night against Missouri. Um, they looked bad. I um, think it was mostly with them. I think it was mostly, mostly just like just dumb errors. You know, there was, um, with, I think they had that, that one fumble on like a miscommunication. Um, they had just some, just a couple other things that kept happening in that game that, 
just mental errors, you know, just some, some dumb things. They did end up, you know, winning that game, obviously, but, um, you know, Missouri was playing good. I think they were an undefeated team as well. Weren't they going into that game or they may, maybe had one loss. No, they had one loss actually, didn't they? Uh, I think they had two, but I mean, either way, I mean, some of these schools, you know, it just depends if you get them on their good day when they're playing great football that day, anyone can lose to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it happen year over year, bad teams beat good teams. But, you know, is that Georgia's kind of falling off a little bit? Because this happened the last two games. You know, they played really bad teams. And I guarantee Missouri lost some really bad teams in their two losses, considering it's the beginning of the year. Um, right. So I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know if that Georgia team's going to be my, my top four anymore. They're kind of fading, in my opinion. Right, um, yeah. After this week of college football, man, I think, I mean, with the Bama game too, and um, I know we'll, we'll get to that here in a second as well, but Bama didn't look all that great. I mean, they did end up at the end of the game. The score was a lot, um, you know, they, they scored a lot more points than I think a lot of people would anticipate with how that game was going, but I don't know, you know, it's every team. So when you have these, these top five teams, you know, every opponent that they're playing, you know, is going to play them, you know, they're going to play their hearts out against them. You know what I mean? I feel feel like that being an Ohio state fan, every time we play these teams that aren't that good, like, you know, the upsets we've had with like Purdue and, you know, some of these other teams in the past is they play their heart out against those, those top five teams, you know, to try and get that upset. So. Yeah, everyone wants their statement win that year. Yeah. And that's and that's one of those things of being a top five team or or a well-known contender every year. You're going to have a different level of competition from that opposing team who might not be as good. And we'll kind of flip over to the Alabama thing. Um, so Bryce Young came out of the game, shoulder injury. There's kind of not a timetable for his return as of right now. From what I heard, it's kind of just like a bruise in his shoulder with it being his throwing shoulder, you know, who knows what that, what that could do long-term. Um, I'm not sure if he had an MRI or what happened there, but it's definitely going to affect him in some of these bigger games where he's going to have to make those throws that he might not get enough velocity on them or just pinpoint accuracy on them. And it's just, uh, they have yeah. at home this week. I don't know if they're going to have that backup in. I mean, the backup looked okay against Arkansas. So, but he didn't have to make any pressure throws. It's a lot, it's a lot different when you have to make a pressure throw rather than up by 20. Yeah. He, uh, he's a scrambler too. He, uh, he was moving with his legs, man. <laughs> that dude, he was, he was one of the fastest guys on the field. Yeah. And he was moving. I watched him in a 70 yard run and I was like, Holy crap, this kid can run. I mean, yeah, Bryce Young can run as well if he needs to, but he's more of a pocket passer, you right. know? And I yeah. think, I think a quarterback like that, like that backup number four, uh, what's his last name? I think is his Milrow, last name. Yeah. He, um, I mean, w- when you get a dual threat quarterback on a team like Alabama, I think that's even, I think that could be more dangerous. Yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, with typical Alabama quarterbacks in the past who have been scramblers, you know, they've kind of struggled with them when it comes crunch time for the college football playoff. I think they had that Sims kid a couple of years ago when he played against Ohio State in 2014 and he was just he struggled he struggled a lot against Ohio State and everyone thought they were kind of a lock to win the title so it's just it just depends you know Alabama's typically they have that real solid pocket passer who's gonna make the deep throws who's gonna sling it across to you know they've had Amari Cooper and Devontae Smith and Julio Jones pretty much all those guys they've had them all you know they've had that receiver they don't really have that guy this year so, you know, that's a different thing, too, for them. 
yeah, they have a, another solid running back in Jameer Gibbs, but they don't have that receiver like they have in the past. So it's kind of it's kind of a wait and see thing. I'd like to see Alabama play someone who's going to be competitive, but we'll just have to wait till later in the season for that. So we're going to get into our next topic. Um, who do we think is the most serious SEC contender besides Alabama and Georgia right now? Kelly, you want to go ahead and answer this one a little bit? Then we'll flip it into I'll Aaron. Say, I'll say Ole Miss or something to be said for being undefeated, you know? Yeah. Jaron, what you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, right after that, and then Texas A&M. So that three-week schedule, that three-week stretch will really, really, you know. I mean, we have Tennessee as well. Um, Tennessee is kind of that team that I'm thinking might be, you know, that might be that might be some competition. You know, I think their offense is legit. I think, yeah, I think Hooker is very good. I think honestly, I think he's kind of like a. A low-key, silent guy who could make a Heisman push just because, I, yeah, you know, especially Bryce Young misses some significant time, and he could be there. I definitely think he's there in the top five right now, but you know, nobody's really talking about him a whole lot. Uh, they're putting up great numbers on offense. They're winning ball games. If you're winning games and you're putting up good numbers, you know, you're going to be there for that. Um, but yet again, it, it's just kind of a wait and see thing. Nobody's really played anybody yet. I don't care who you are. Most of these teams are who they beat these big time ranked teams. Ohio State being one. Notre Dame has fell completely off the map. Pretty much Alabama played played Texas. They've completely fell off the map. Your beloved Texas Killian. Yes, I know. Every year. Yeah, every year. So speaking of Ohio State, we're going to go and get into the last topic of the day. They're making their first trip out of the shoe of the year. Um, So they've had five home games. And they beat the crap out of everyone at home. MSU not having a great year this year, but, you know, that's going to be one of those things. It's a four o'clock game on a Saturday. You know, is this a trap game for Ohio State? You know, going up there to Lansing. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I don't know. I'm a little nervous, you know. Go ahead. Okay. I I, I could see why, you know, people people would, you know, think it could be a trap game. But at the end of the day, I think, like it's their first away game. So I just think it's going to be hard to get them out of that mindset. You know, it's the first time they're in somebody else's home. You know, I feel like yeah, they're going to take it a lot more serious. It's not like, yeah, it's not like they're comfortable yet going mm-hmm. places and beating people. I think yeah, they'll be eager to go. I think they'll be eager to go and embarrass somebody in front of their home crowd, especially being MSU. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. I mean, it's just, it just comes in the, you know, what team, what team Ohio State brings up there. If they show up with energy and they come out shooting in the first quarter, then it'll kind of set the tone for the game. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You guys have anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, just just kind of touching on that last, you know, that last little topic here that we were talking about. But, you know, Ohio State makes me nervous, you know. They make me nervous every year at some point. And, and I don't think there's anything to be nervous about against the, this Michigan state team. They, they aren't looking very good this year. Um, you know, especially with them losing Kenneth Walker, I know they kind of shut him down last year. Um, but they, they just don't really have those key players and I, you know, Ohio state's defense has looked really well, but it's just, again, it's just kind of, they've been too comfortable at home, I think. And I, I feel like they need to get uncomfortable, you know, yeah, um, especially before I mean, they start playing these harder teams. Yeah, um, we're about to start getting to that meaty part of the schedule, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got Iowa and Penn state coming up in the next month. It's definitely going to be a good test. I think just because you're going to have a little bit 
more talent on this Michigan State team than than their last couple opponents. So we'll see what happens in the matchup. Um, but let's go ahead and tap it off here. Um, thank you guys for listening.